Christmas story. was his father's before his, and his father's before his. Afternoon, Mr. Bowington. You're looking for something for little Andy? Christmas was his busiest time of the year. For the entire month, he would spend all day and night in the workshop, crafting toys for the children of the town. He made rocking horses and wind-up trains, and wooden soldiers that the children would beg for come the time they made their Christmas lists. He would whistle and whistle away. And that's pretty much as far as I've got, um, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, it's okay, but that's, well, that's all there is. I'll play it again. Once upon a time, there lived a lonely toy maker named Ian. He ran a shop tucked away down a quiet. Oh, actually, there is there is another bit. Where is that? Where? Opposite his shop was a florist's. It was called Spring, and in that florist's lived and worked Sally Groggins. She was liked by all the people that came into her shop. Everyone in the town knew her name. Ian was madly in love with her. But secretly, he could never muster up the courage to speak to her. I had this idea rattling around in my head for a bit. I thought I would make this nice, warm, Christmassy story... Uh, and I, I started strong, but it just began to feel wrong at some point, you know? Just not very genuine. I couldn't really figure out where to go with it. I reached the wall, really. Um, and that's quite a central problem, I think we can all agree. Throughout my life, I have read some books, and I've seen some films, and most stories have a beginning bit, a middle bit, and then an end bit. A story that stops after the very first bit is more of a premise than a story why did the chicken cross the road needs the bit after because otherwise it's sort of um well it's just an existential question about the nature of free will i mean you could have a go at what happens in this story uh ian and sally could fall in love or something yeah that would work he's lonely she's lonely she's lovely and he can't talk to her and somehow because of christmas everything comes together you get the picture. Love unites us, etc., etc. Snow. I, uh, but I can't find a way to get from point A to B without making something crap and dishonest. I'm currently sat in a room full of Christmas-related junk. Initially, I thought surround myself with stuff, and something good might come out of it. Um, been watching all these films, immersed myself in all this stuff. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. I uh, watched a bit of the Star Wars Christmas special from 1978. I thought, 
I bought a load of Christmassy crap like this, this toy, um, which is a Father Christmas figurine of sorts. Uh, you pull the cord on the back and it goes... Navidad. Yeah, that's that. Um, but I've got nothing. Just I thought that would be good to have, but I've just got pages and pages of blank space where there could be a story, um, but but there isn't. You know, so I'm sorry. Um, but writing something that's themed around Christmas is hard. I just don't think I have anything new or responsible to say about it to you. We all know what Christmas stories are meant to teach us. We we know everything before we press play or open the book or run the projector or whatever. They are, they are parables about goodness and family and love and giving people candles. And I think what's so enticing about a Christmas movie or film is you know you're going to get that fuzzy, warm feeling at the end. You know it straight off the bat. You, you can see it coming. You'll wait... 83 minutes and then you'll have something classic sounding like this. Darn, would you look at that, Sally? Gosh, look at it, it's snowing, it's a blizzard, I tell you. Hey, Jimmy, would you look at this? The river must be frozen over by now. This snow is like a blanket. Hey, mister, it sure is swell, ain't it? And look! Gosh, your leg's all better. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Sally, look at this. Jimmy's leg's all better. It's going to be a Christmas after all. Merry Christmas, Jimmy. Merry Christmas to you too, mister. And missus. I'm, I'm not disputing how good that sort of thing is. It fills you up, you know? That warm feeling. You're reminded about basic human qualities of kindness and love and compassion, yada, yada, yada. But it's not not honest, is it? And it never has been. Because that is an idea of Christmas. Watch that classic. You know, the snow is fake. And when they say it's set in New York, it's actually L.A. And realistically, the guy who played the main character probably said something unethical before dying that we're all still a bit undecided on. That's like someone read a bit of his biography and went, well, I didn't know that's what he thought about female interns. I, I, I just don't feel capable of telling a Christmas story that is honest. You know, what's the point? What's the point of just adding stuff to the endless pile of rubbish that says the same thing over and over again? It's just the endless expectation that everything will reach this equilibrium on Christmas Day amongst the food and the crackers and the Christmas TV and just the, the crap. It's not like this one is going to be a normal Christmas either. You know, this year, where you'll where you'll probably have to sanitise the Christmas cards and no one will have a single unique thing to say in the end of year newsletter. How do you write about this? About how we really feel? What, what we prioritise? What we need? How do you write about that honestly with all without all this baggage, all this Christmassy capitalist crap that we base the whole thing on. Once upon a time, there lived a lonely toy. Oh, you shut up as well. I have all this stuff here, but... Like this, I don't even know what this is. Probably made by some kid in China for something. 
But all this stuff isn't Christmas. It's all just lies. None of this matters. This stuff, this audio card, you know, it's that's just stuff, isn't it? I think I need to I need to get outside. I've been in here for like three days just going mad. Bit chilly. Must be like minus Oh, is that is that snow? It looks a bit wet. Probably turn to rain soon. Listen, I, d I don't know how to end this, really. What I had in mind obviously didn't pan out. So here we are, in my garden, looking at the local park. You can see the local park from my garden. I, I don't own a park. It's a nice park, of course. Not exactly special. They have this Christmas tree that the local allotment team decorate. And by decorate, I mean they cover it in tinsel. You, you can barely see any of the actual tree in the end. <laughs> but hey, it's, uh, it's got that homemade feel. A few people milling about. See a woman. A young son is on a swing. She's having a cigarette. You do wonder what people's Christmases are actually like. You know, I wonder what their Christmas day might be like. What it might mean to them. Maybe this woman wakes up at 6am because the kids jump on her bed. Maybe she goes downstairs. Drinks a sodding massive cup of coffee and quietly steps outside to have a cigarette. Blowing away from the house so her other half doesn't do that tutting thing that she hates. She puts Radio 3 on a low volume. Barely intelligible. Now maybe you might think that that sounds awful, but to her, it might be absolutely her perfect Christmas morning. You know, the bee's knees. That moment of peace. Just the rhythm of the radio. Cold air on her face. There's a guy the other side of the park. Sat on a bench. Maybe his Christmas is normally going to his daughter's with his wife. Other side of town, maybe. Christmas dinner. An attempt at charades. He falls asleep around 5pm watching an old Christmas episode of... Something. Nothing special. And then there's a kid on a bike by the gate. And he has stopped. And... He is pointing his head to the sky. <laughs> He's trying to catch a snowflake on his tongue. Always nice when you do catch one, isn't it? Always nice when you do catch one, isn't it? Merry Christmas, Jimmy! Merry Christmas, Jimmy! 
Christmas story. Christmas, Christmas.